Good evening. Welcome back to Ulcerative Colitis Motherhood and Me. I'm Ulcerative Colitis Mama. And can I just, first of all, apologize for once again my three, four week long hiatus once again. Um, so tonight's episode, I want to talk about basically what's been, you know, going on last few weeks and just how it has actually had an impact on my mental health and well-being as well. Um, and just sort of been being quite aware of it. Um, so before we get started with tonight's episode, I'm going to always put a trigger warning up, especially when I discuss anything mental health related. Um, I appreciate everybody's on a different part of their journey at the moment. And the last thing I want to do is trigger anybody with the content that I'll be discussing tonight. So I will be talking um, about anxiety, um, about sort of past trauma, um, and just sort of how that sort of affects can affect my day-to-day life. Okay then, so let's get started with tonight's episode. Okay, so what's been the crack? So basically, um, I'm sure most of you guys know that the last sort of few uh, podcast episodes, I've discussed the fact that I've been doing a postgraduate module. Um, and I, once again, I am still like I'm in an army. Why the why the hell I decided to do it? But hey, um, I've done it. <laughs> um, so today, well, this week was submission week for the coursework. So I'm happy to say that it's gone. The coursework has gone in. It's been a bit of a trauma getting it all ready and in order and getting it spaced and uh, getting the right font and the right sizing and everything. Um, so it just got to a point today where I was like, do you know what? I'm going to submit it 24 hours early. Um, the um, the window basically was like a week or so um, with the actual official submission date being tomorrow. Um, but I thought, do you know what? It's it's just constantly tapping me on the shoulder now. I've read it, reread it, re 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 reread it. So um, there's nothing else I can do now. So I basically just cross my fingers, put it through the anti-plagiarism software on my university's web page and it's gone so um so I'm, I'm in a bit of a uh in a bit of a weird place right now I'm sort of anywhere between feeling um relief because it's gone um but I'm also feeling like quite like het up because it's like oh what if this happens what if this happens what if I've sent the wrong one what if I get done for plagiarism which I'm not I can honestly say I have not plagiarized <laughs> um but it's one of those like oh what happens if the the software thinks I've copied copied somebody because you know it's it's software it doesn't recognize writing styles and oh anyway it's gone it's in the lap of the gods as my mother would say so I just deal with whatever may arise or may not arise from it so um so it's it was two kinds of coursework that I had to submit um this week uh one being um the actual assignment stuff so like the summative stuff that I've had to kind of uh discuss and you know do the whole you know referencing and and all that stuff stuff I haven't done for like 11 years so it's been like really quite um quite a bit of a shock to the system because it's like using parts of my brain that I haven't used in such a long time um and then like the second piece of work was the kind of evidencing that I'm putting the theory into practice in my in my role um unfortunately with the type of job I do um as a community nurse it's 
there's not a lot of scope for the the stuff that was in the criteria so I've had to kind of basically justify a lot of the reasons why I haven't got certain things um completed yet um you know and I say yet because there is always opportunity to to learn new stuff uh, in my role um so that being said it's gone it's done it's it's whatever you know the external examiners think of it really this this I have no other control of it um and if any people out there do that do have anxiety or any sort of um anxiety kind of disorders anything like that you will know that c- control is a big big deal for us isn't it um you know we we like to have control because we like rules we like um routine uh so when things aren't in our control it's very difficult for us to adjust to that so and I, that that's just kind of one of the things I'm kind of um getting you getting my head around really is that you know I've done my bit now just let the university crack on and either you know pass me fail me or whichever <laughs> um I, I'm hoping for a pass I I've really put I put a lot of work in it this time I think um with it being a postgraduate graduate module um you know, I've um, I'd like to think I've matured in the last sort of eleven years, um, and things mean differently to me now. I guess um, I've I've got a bit of life experience. I've got a bit of professional experience that I can put forward into this like master's level uh, module. So yeah, it's gone. It's gone. So hopefully you won't hear me sort of doing any high pitched kind of partly hysterical talking in my next podcast episodes okay then so um like I said you know um in the introduction that I'll be talking about again mental health mental health awareness um the the last couple of weeks have been a bit of a struggle really not so much um you know not to the to the point where it's made me feel quite unwell or anything it's just that I've been very mindful of um myself really um I'm very aware when things aren't going so good and it's just how I kind of either you know I I really have to try and like nip it in the bud before um things start taking over a little bit more um so case in point um I've not been sleeping very well um you know of course um trying to you know work raise a family study there's a lot of balls to keep up in the air, isn't there? And, you know, even things like keeping my house clean, which, um, yeah, it's not been very clean lately. It's just like, oh, it's been horrible. Um, it's been like a pit. Um, to be fair, I'm off for two weeks now. So um, I spent like my first day off literally blitzing the house, um, you know, because I just thought, no, I, the, basically because I didn't want to actually do my coursework. <laughs> you know, it was pro- procrastination, you know, overload um so yeah um so I've been quite aware that you know it's like I you know said um tonight and in previous episodes I feel like sometimes it is like something that's been tapping me on the shoulder you know just reminding me look you don't forget about me you need to keep you know doing this work blah 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 um and you know and I think trying to get things like the the sort of theory into practice kind of stuff done um has been a bit um worrisome as well because I think oh I'm actually not going to get perhaps as much signed off as my colleague who actually works in a minor injuries unit um you know one of the girls that's on the course with me where she's probably going to have a little bit more kind of hands-on experience than than what I get 
you know, and I think, oh, how that, how's that going to impact on my grade? Um, you know, because my my job is such a specialised role in the community that it's it doesn't really fit into any boxes. So it's a case of like grabbing the opportunities to do things well well I can. Um, so I've been a little bit antsy about that. Um, and of course, like the rundown to um, finishing for this is what I call my summer holiday. <laughs> um, being able to have two weeks off um, in the summer is like gold dust. So I am so, so grateful for my wonderful manager, um, you know, and my colleagues as well, you know, because we've all got to try and make it fair and things as well. You know, we've all got responsibilities. We all want time off in the summer too. So it's, you know, um, so yeah, like sort of gearing down and then realizing, oh, hang on, I've got to get all this stuff done. Um, and I need like the office office stuff to be able to implement that. Um, things like being able to use like our industrial kind of photocopier, um, like just simple things like being able to like um, scan an email, uh, a document with multiple pages in which my, you know, home office kind of printer won't actually do I'd be there for hours you know and it's a 54 page um portfolio that I've had to scan an email through so you, I feel like the you know the clock was ticking by the time Friday came um you know and I felt like I've harassed my colleague as well my my physiotherapy colleague you know just to try and go out and spend time with her and get her you know get her to assess me in certain things because she's out of probably all my colleagues and you know no disrespect to any of the the girls I work with but um with her sort of like hands-on sort of you know role um she's been able to sort of guide me into you know things like musculoskeletal examination things so I feel like all I've done for the last three months is hound the poor girl so you know big love Kay you know that um thank you so much for for your support and uh for me hounding you for all this time um so yeah I've been quite antsy a little bit on edge um not been sleeping too good I mean last week um I mean UK listeners will probably be aware that we had quite a bit of a heat wave last week um you know which never happens in Wales by the way you know um we're famous for rain you know um it rains a lot in Wales um I mean it peaked at like 30 degrees last week so you know that's I, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit I'd have to kind of like google that <laughs> um but yeah high uh, 30 degrees C um which isn't, you know, it's it's okay if you're like at the seaside or, you know, away or not actually in work. But when you're wearing really thick sort of almost denim cotton uh, nurse's uniform, it's not great. And especially when you have to wear full PPE. So you're wearing a plastic um, apron, uh, gloves and a surgical mask for every visit you do, um, How however hands on that that patient visit is it's it's pretty horrendous and my car's aircon isn't the best um I do I when I got it regassed last year I'm pretty sure he didn't fill it but you know let's uh let's that's a story for another time shall we say um so yeah it's been like really really hot weather it's been like practically headache inducing all week because it's just been so um busy and then it's been so hot and like the the premises where I where my team is based is boiling 
Um, you know, so it's all been like a bit crazy and it's been short staffed and the demand for my services has been quite high. So that, you know, things start sort of piling up a little bit. And then I started becoming like aware that things were kind of getting a little bit on top of me, but not to the point where I've snapped, thankfully. Um, cause I think I knew I was due to have, you know, a couple of weeks off work. So, um, so yeah, so that's basically the main sort of topic of tonight's episode really is that, um, how sort of stress can sort of impact the anxiety, which can therefore impact my overall mental wellbeing. And, um, you know, the, the sort of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like the theory and things behind stress is that, you know, stress isn't actually a, a condition as such. Stress is a sensation. Stress is a response to external factors, which, yeah, it is. But, you know, when you you are stressed, it does make you feel quite ill. Um, and I, I'm always very careful with managing my stress because my stress does link in with not some not just my mental well-being but my physical one as well and having uh, inflammatory bowel disease um stress can actually not do my guts much good and i get almost like an ibs kind of um kind of effect um from stress which is never good because i think it's just that a surge of adrenaline constantly um so I was quite aware that, you know, I was getting a little bit more stressed, a little bit more short-tempered than I care to admit. Um, I don't like being irritable, but being irritable is one of the first signs I know that things aren't going so well. Um, You know, years ago, I had a very um, long fuse. um, Then I had a child. No, (laughs) no, that does test you though. Um, But yeah, I became quite um reactive um and I think that was partly not necessarily just because I became a parent and I was severely sleep deprived but I also had um you know the colitis to contend with and the postnatal depression too so um being irritable was quite a you know a new sensation for me and the the almost like the the reactive kind of nature of my mood swings as well um so this I've learned this kind of happens when I get stressed too that it just sort of kind of I get like niggling feelings and then um there'll be too much noise um I'm quite sensitive to sound um and especially if it's like a lot of hubbub it's just it feels like it's buzzing inside of my head and I just want silence sometimes and I think we're all we all want that I suppose but sort of hearing when I'm trying to concentrate and I've got like people talking over me or talking near me or this noise or music or background sounds and things that it just I just feel like ha ah, I want to get off um so it, it you know I'm always aware of this um and I feel like in the last sort of couple of years certainly that I felt that I can deal with it better than I could before because I now have the tools to to recognize when I get to that point before I get to the point if that if you get what I mean I'm kind of nipping nipping it in the bud shall we say um so 
Um, the other kind of um, sensations I get is I, I get bad dreams as well. And they're not necessarily like nightmares, but they're just dreams that aren't very pleasant. And they, you know, when you kind of wake up in the morning, they kind of linger. Um, I've been getting quite a few of those lately. And it's not necessarily that um, bad things have happened in them or whatever, but it's just like they kind of take a long time to kind of fade away after I wake up. Uh, and they just sort of sit uncomfortably with me for a while. Um, so, um, you know, that I'm very aware of my body, my mind, and, you know, how um, stresses and things can can impact on that. So, um, yeah, so it, it's been a bit of a, a challenge, I suppose, the last few last few weeks, but more so like the last week or two, it's been a bit like um, sort of scrabbling to kind of maintain that self-control, really. So how how do I kind of pull back a bit when I when I do feel like this irritability this this stress is starting to take over a little bit more, um, and it it did take quite a long time for me to sort of recognise it and sort of get familiar with those feelings and those unpleasant sensations, and it's a case of kind of sometimes I just have to take a step back from the situation and go right okay, how am I feeling? And just sort of like re-evaluating, checking my body over, um, right, is my heart racing? Have I got a headache? Have I got stomach cramping? Have I got, um, do I just feel like I need to leave the situation or can I plow on? Um, so, you know, sometimes it's just a case of like doing a few, like deep breathing, um, maybe just sort of taking a break um and you know I'm not punishing myself for it as well and one of the things was when I was actually sat here doing my coursework and I'd be uh, I mean like last week I spent about three kind of four hour sessions um perhaps on my just going through like making sure all the writing was done properly and everything sort of um sort of synchronized and stuff and I thought god I it, you know I sat down at like you know half past seven perhaps I've probably stopped for half an hour to have my dinner um and then I've got straight back on it again and then next minute it's like midnight and I'm I'm still staring at the same words and and I know it's not healthy you know and it's and I'm thinking well right what good um you know what kind of good work is going to come out of me sat here after midnight uh, on a work night when I know I've got to be, be up sort of at seven o'clock in the morning to get little G ready um, to, you know, take him, you know, drop him off on the way to work and things. How is this like conducive to, you know, that work-life balance kind of thing? Um, and I've had to be quite tough on myself in a supportive way. And it's just been a case of, right, right, no, I'm done for tonight now. I've still got time. I've still got X amount of days before submission date. Just take a breath, save your work and we'll look at it again tomorrow. And it, you know, and, and that's kind of been my philosophy for the last sort of three months, really. Um, trying to keep on top, trying to keep organised, um, which is really, really difficult when you've got like, you know, 
other responsibilities you know it was very different when I was sort of um an undergrad because I only had myself to worry about um you know when what kind of frock I was going to wear for my next you know pub crawl or whatever um oh those days have long gone now um but you know and it is just sort of being aware that you know okay I don't feel so good now why don't I feel so good what am I going to do about it um because like I think the key for me was you know certainly my mental health recovery was it's got to come from me not necessarily external influences although they can have a quite a crucial role in that so it was like how I respond, my response and my reactions to those external forces that are perhaps making me feel unpleasant or making me feel stressed or worried or anxious. Um, so, yeah, I had to kind of think, no, right, just not necessarily denying it because I think I've got a, you, you kind of, if you deny you've got an issue, it becomes an issue. So you just think, right, now I'm just going to look, just hit it head on right, what's going on? Can I get through this by myself? Do I need help? And it's, you know, where do I seek the help? Is it through my colleagues at work, through my boss? Is it through Big G? Do I need to talk to him? Do I need to speak to my mum? You know, what can I do to alleviate some of this stress? And, um, you know, my mum's been absolutely fantastic um, throughout the whole thing. And Big G has as well, to be fair to him, you know, but she's been very much there to hear me moan for the last few weeks and just sort of say, oh, I'm worried I'm going to do this wrong, blah, blah, blah. And she's very, my mum's um, incredibly rational <laughs> and uh, she does lose her patience with me and my dad sometimes because we're very irrational people. And it's not that we're rational in terms of, you know, you we say, you know, black is white or white is black. We're not We're not sort of like that irrational but it's a case of we me and my dad I think um we sort of see things differently because we've been in very similar roles um you know my my dad's a retired police officer so um he likes rules and following rules and you know regimented sort of you know he was a soldier as well um you know and it's not too dissimilar to nursing really you know rules regulations um that routine uh rules you know I've said rules twice but you know what I mean it's although they're very very different jobs uh, might I might I say I'm not trying to sort of condescend anybody on either and either career path but um it's that kind of you work as a big team and it's and I think unless you, you're in that kind of, um, you know, certainly public sector kind of work and it's quite difficult to explain it. Um, but we, you know, um, me and my dad kind of think very similarly and it's, and sometimes we do need those anchors in our life to kind of go, whoa, okay, now you you kind of, you've gone off on a tangent here now, let's just wind it back in again. And probably listening to some of my episodes on here, you probably realise actually I don't have any kind of flow <laughs> at all. I kind of just kind of start talking and then keep talking and then I kind of go off into different subjects and things. Um, and that's basically how my mind works. Um so, you know, you have to be quite kind of patient with me, really, I'm afraid. Um, but 
this is like a good way for me to offload as well. Um, and this is sometimes how my thought process kind of come out of my head. <laughs> um, and I think because now I'm feeling a bit more relieved about my uni work, I'm kind of talking a bit more relaxed as well. Um, so, yeah. Um, so like any advice I can give to anybody really who's kind of feeling like that, perhaps that stress maybe starting to trigger some anxiety anxious feelings and anxieties there just just be very aware of your your body's response and how you're responding to that um like I said I'm not a therapist I'm not a counselor or anything like that you know and it's always a better option to seek specialist advice um if you feel that it's becoming too much and it is completely overtaking your life um but from my own experience of you know and I, I'll always have anxiety it's I've I've learned to accept it's just part of my nature it's part of my personality um so rather than kind of fighting against it all the time which can be massively exhausting I'm learning to live with it and just learning to live with, okay, am I in danger? No. Okay. So why am I feeling these feelings I'm feeling? Um, and yeah, and that's basically what it is. Anxiety is a, a sort of a an over-exaggeration of your fight and flight response. Um, and many kind of um, self-help apps and websites and programs and things will pretty much say the same kind of thing and and it is it's that okay I don't feel safe right now but why don't I and sort of I was feeling a little bit vulnerable in the last couple of weeks because I was stressed and stress eats into my um, self-doubt which therefore feeds into my anxiety and it just becomes a self-fulfilling like kind of vicious circle really so being able to go, whoa, hold up and addressing it as soon as possible, I was able to kind of pull myself out of out of it a little bit. Um, I mean, to, now and again, I get the odd, um, how can I explain it? When I get sort of like these, these high stress episodes or high anxiety episodes, and they might only last a few minutes and then they're gone and then I'm, I'm okay again. But in those couple of minutes or so I get really quite het up and um, I mean case in point today um, I've had a bit of a lazy day today to be honest I mean the weather's been awful um, so it kind of scuppered any plans of uh, days out or anything and I've just sort of sat there and I'm just sat there doing my knitting you know because you know don't disrespect the knitting it's quite a <laughs> mindful kind of hobby to have and um and just sort of sitting there and I just think all of a sudden I just had this overwhelming horrible almost like a flashback of something really really bad that had happened years and years ago um and it's one of those things you know you know you never want to remember it but then sometimes your mind likes to go oh remember when this happened you know that real massive dick move you did like 12 years ago well here let's uh, let's do an action replay for you and I was just like why not now why and the only thing I could sort of equate it to was the fact that I was worrying about submitting my work today. That was that was the only high kind of stress feeling I felt um, 
recently. And I thought, why, why is, why is my brain done this to me now? Why that's just mean. Um, and unfortunately, when you're an anxious person, um, or you have any sort of mental ill health, your brain likes to kind of poke you with a stick now and again. Um, and that was one of those kind of poke, poke you with a stick kind of moments. And it was like wanting a reaction from me. Um, and another kind of thing I've learned from having anxiety and sort of like anxiety attacks and things, although it wasn't an, an attack as such, I felt quite overwhelmed by that, you know, in those very few moments. I mean, it was about three, four minutes maybe. Um, that I thought, Do you know what, I'm just going to go and get myself a drink. So I walk, I stopped, put my knitting down and I went through to the kitchen, poured myself a drink and just stared out the window for a bit. And luckily for me, I've got massive windows in my kitchen. Um, they don't really look out over much except my like very badly watered pot plants and things. Um, but sometimes just like looking at nature kind of calms me. Um, you know, I love being in forests and woodlands and I probably have discussed that before, but I just felt like, look, I can't control my past. My past is my past. Um, and whether my brain wants to remind me of um, things I've that have happened long time ago that I have absolutely no control over, uh, and I certainly can't change them now, um, you know, it's not doing me any good. So I just, you know, had a bit of a sip of drink and just focused on the here and now and what was real and um my my um mental health nurse um a couple of years ago she said about grounding techniques and and you know and I maybe sort of like three four years ago I probably would have looked at her and gone what um you know that's not very scientific um but actually um I found grounding techniques really useful and it might and um, so if you guys have, you know, want to have a look at grounding techniques, um, one of the techniques is sort of um, involving all five senses. Um, and it can be, you know, look at something nice, listen to something nice, smell something nice, eat something nice, touch something nice. And, you know, and it, you know, from my own experience, it doesn't have to be a com combination of all five. It can be one. And it's amazing how quickly it brings you kind of back down to earth again. Um, and mine was just looking out over my garden. And believe me, my garden is nowhere near perfect. Um, it really, really isn't. And just sort of taking a breath, having a drink and just thinking, and it wasn't an alcoholic drink either. <laughs> it was, you know, just some cordial. Whatever, but, and it was just like, oh, okay, it's passed. And I feel fine now. Um, but I am aware that this can happen again. And like I said, I'm not prepared to let my anxiety take over my life anymore. Um, it's taken up so much of my life. And, you know, it's not necessarily prevented me from doing things, but it's certainly kind of um, interfered in a lot of things that I've done in my life. And... You know, and I'm I'm getting a bit defiant in my old age, I think. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking, no, I'm not, you know, I'm aware that things have happened and, you know, there's been a lot of 
pain and hurt and not so much good stuff um, in those old suitcases, all those suitcases I keep dragging around with me. Um, but it's how I kind of, you know, and a, a good sort of um, method was something that my dad taught me when he was having his own, going through his own sort of anxiety um, treatments and things. And he said, just acknowledge it and then just let it go. And it's an intrusive thought. And um, again, it kind of ties in with the OCD elements of my um, mental health disorders. So, you know, it's like that. No, just don't let it plague your mind. Accept it. Just go, thank you very much, but not today. And just let it go. And um, one really good um analogy I found was with um, an app that I have called Dare and there's also a book as well Um, and I always get the guy's surname wrong Barry Donaher I do apologize profusely if I've pronounced that wrong Um, but you know by all means check it out and one of his grounding techniques for, and it's he's got like um, sort of self-help guides on, on the mobile app. Um, and one of them is just imagine that they're just cars passing. You're just watching cars passing on a road and they're your intrusive thoughts and they've gone. They've come up to you and they've gone. And that was a really good analogy for me. And it's like, yep, they've been there a split second and now they've gone. Um, so highly recommend that if, um, you know, if apps and things are, you you know, if you find apps and things useful. Um, another one is Headspace as well um, for helping you with grounding techniques, meditation and things. And, you know, and years ago, again, I would have been quite um, doubtful about meditation. I'd be like, really? Seriously? I don't have time to meditate. I'm, you know, I'm a nurse. I don't have these, you know, and I'm a new parent. I don't have this kind of time on my hands. But you'd be amazed, actually, that, you know, even two minutes can make the whole whole lot of difference. Um, And like other sort of things as well, if you like reading materials and things like that, the Blurtip Foundation are fantastic for that. Um, I'm not um, endorsed or um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't get anything for... Um, mentioning these um, sort of charities and things it's just they're just personal preference which I found helpful Um, they're easy to understand easy to follow and they're you know the put in layman's terms and stuff which I appreciate especially when you're quite you know being you know scraping yourself off the ceiling you know you want simple language that you can follow so yeah by all means guys check those out um so yeah um so that's that's been me in a nutshell really the last couple of weeks so to wrap things up a little bit tonight because I know that I can talk for hours on end um, and I appreciate nobody wants to listen to me prattle on for hours on end so I'm going to try and wrap things up again though Um, so if anybody follows my blog and things you'll see that um, today I posted um, a blog about um, sort of taking a break from social media and and the news 
And again, this kind of coincides with the, um, you know, the feeling stressed and the feeling a bit antsy kind of feelings. Um, and sometimes the media can um, aggravate those feelings. So I know when to just sort of take a bit of a step back. And if that means having a bit of a media blackout, then, you know, fine. It's, um, it's self-care. And um, <clears throat> as much as current affairs may be important and whatever and informing the world of what's going on, um, sometimes I just want to focus on the world that I live in and not just the big scary one outside. So um, you got to do what you got to do to stay sane, right? Um, and that's one of my my methods as well is just kind of retreating back a little bit and just sort of focusing on the things that really matter to me, which are my family and my friends. Um, and my job, obviously, I love my job, <laughs> but you know, just kind of pulling in um, the things that that anchor me, if you like. And um, so, yeah, it's um, it's not easy um, living anxiety. It never is. It's uh, sometimes it can be um, a battle in itself daily. Um, and I've been there, and I appreciate that there are people out there that are feeling that too. And maybe it's a battle to get hour by hour, let alone daily. So um, big love to anybody out there that is struggling right now with anxiety or any other associated mental health conditions. Um, just remember you're not on your own. And just remember recovery isn't linear. Um, so whether you were feeling on top of the world last week and you're feeling like crap now, just remember this isn't permanent. Um, and there are plenty of charities and helplines and things out there um you know and my my blog I always keep a useful links um page on my uh, website so that's uh wordpress.com slash ulcerative colitis motherhood in me um if you guys want to have a look um and I prattle on in writing as well as actual podcasting so <laughs> yeah um I like to talk um I'm a communicator <laughs> um so yeah um just bear in mind you know um that you can recover um if you're like me you probably you know it's difficult because obviously it's it's all relative um and I always say that you know um that I'm probably always going to have anxiety because I think it's something so deep rooted within my my core within my personality as like an empathic kind of creature um that I'm always very self-aware um and that will always make me a little bit anxious um but having seen a really good reel today on TikTok I think it was um I'm looking at it more from a different point of view now I'm looking at it less like a something that's holding me back and a weakness and I'm looking at it as a source of strength um because I think it makes me more aware of how I um act with other people and how I um you know and it kind of helps me kind of look inside myself and just um reflect um so yeah um so just to to kind of end things tonight then just like I said please look after yourselves um we've had a rough couple of years haven't we guys so you know you know globally um in one way or another look after each other, look after yourselves, do what you need to do 
to keep yourself sane. And I don't mean that in a derogatory term. I just mean that if the news is upsetting you, turn the telly off. If films make you anxious, you know, uh, you know, because that's another thing that I find sometimes if I'm feeling a bit anxious is I, I can't watch certain films like suspense films or anything because it makes me quite het up. So just do what you got to do. Um, if you want to spend the day on the sofa in your pyjamas, do it. You know, if it helps you feel better, just, you know, um, but, you know, just take care of yourselves and don't do anything to cause yourself any harm. Okay. Um, like I said, there's, there's always um, charities and um, support groups, support networks. You've got your, um, you know, if you're, you've got healthcare professionals as well out there that are willing, you know, that are ready and willing to help. Um, speak to your friends and family um, or any trusted um, person, really, your colleagues. Um, you know, quite often people's colleagues become their family, um, especially in sort of, you know, big groups um, like public sector and things. So just please take care of yourselves um, and just remember um, you're not alone in this. And, um, you know, just remember that you're, you're loved and you're cared for. So um, that being said, I want to end up on, end on a high note tonight. So like I said, lots of love. Um, please check out my blogs um, if you get a chance as well. There are useful links for various charities on there um, aimed at um, anything from IBD, motherhood support and mental health support okay so i'll speak to you guys soon and i'll hopefully not leave it for another three four weeks okay but um everything's good everything's okay so just um keep on trucking take care now bye